Welcome to the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCready and featuring Zach Barry of Red Cup Rebellion, the Soft Verbal Podcast is your number one podcast dedicated to Ole Miss football and basketball recruiting. Featuring guests from throughout the Rivals.com network, the Soft Verbal Podcast tells you what is happening and what's going to happen on the recruiting trail. And it does it in style, just like Dead Soxie. Visit DeadSoxie.com and enter promo code RebelGrove at checkout for 30% off your order of the best dress socks you'll ever wear. Now... Here's your host, Neil McCready. Welcome into the Soft Verbal Podcast. Neil McCready, Zach Barry here with you on a Friday afternoon. Zach's got a game to officiate today. Um, I've got a 14-year-old to pick up. Zach just finished recording his own podcast with Adam Friedman of Rivals.com. Uh, Zach doesn't know this, but I'm going to try to get that and, and get that to you guys here as well. That's going to air tomorrow, right? Yep, Saturday morning. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll get that to you. I'll get Zach to make sure he puts the links and stuff so that you guys can watch it. We'll try to get that to you on rebelgrove.com as well this time since we're talking. Cruton and all of those things. Uh, we're brought to you by Dead Soxy. If you missed out on the BOGO, it's okay. You can still take advantage of the holly, holiday, I start to say Hollywood sale, but it's not a Hollywood sale. It's a holiday sale, 35% off site-wide, excluding collaborations. All you have to do is go to deadsoxy.com, enter code Holiday Pro. Holiday Pro. I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. You can shop it around. You can do what I've done. What I really recommend that you do, and let's get into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the service. You'll love the product. You'll love everything about being part of the Clark Ford family. Corey really wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. Uh, people say, what does that mean? I can tell you, I know what it means because I've been a customer for a while now, and they just take care of you. They go the extra mile. They always do. It's important to them. So uh, make the call. You'll start to see what I'm talking about. 662-257-1900. Zachary, how are you, sir? Neil, doing well. Uh, dreary, cold, wet day here in Nashville, but all is well. Um, so yeah, it's been good. All right, so let's hop into it. Um, Luke Altmeyer commits today. Uh, I'm so glad that's done for a number of reasons. Most of all, I now there's one fewer story in admin that I worry about accidentally hitting. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that one's been sitting there so long that I'm like used to. And so now I, I guarantee you what's going to happen is when I go into admin to move something or to do to publish or whatever, I'm going to be looking for that to get under it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Or, and uh, it's going to drive me crazy for a while. But Luke Altmeyer commits uh, four star quarterback from Starkville. This is the worst kept secret in the world for a while. But yeah. Now that it's done, let's let's move forward because I think we all know what it means. There's a couple of analysis pieces. You've got a really good analysis piece. Chad Simmons of Rivals.com talked to Luke at length. So there's a whole lot of Luke Altmeyer content if you're looking for Luke Altmeyer content. Let's talk about his uh, coattails. What what I, I have heard that potentially he impacts a couple of wide receivers, uh, Brandon Burkhalter and also Deion Smith. And I'm sure there's potentially more coattails from him he's going to be at the uh, mississippi alabama all-star classic next week in montgomery i know uh some other targets are going to be there as well what what impact do you think um altmeyer has on this class could potentially have some some defensive impact as well uh i mentioned on the board a couple times we've talked about it uh the 
fast-rising linebacker from Germantown, uh, John Lewis. Uh, when I spoke with him, he mentioned that he and Luke were, were good friends. Um, he even gave Luke credit for his recruitment taking off when he retweeted some of his film and told folks to start looking at him. Uh, that could be a guy to keep an eye on. I, I like Ole Miss's chances right now for John. Um, supposed to talk to him some at some point. Um, I think it made its way on the board, but he was involved in a uh, a car accident with some of his teammates. So uh, his phone was broken in the wreck. So he he got back to me finally, and and I told him, you know, no no rush, man. We'll we'll talk whenever you're good. So he got out of that okay, right? He sprained. He's fine. I, I think he had a wrist injury, and I believe everyone else in the car is okay now. Um, and obviously, don't quote me on that, but I I, I think everyone's okay. But yeah, he and he and Luke are tight. Um, and then, yeah, you mentioned Burke Halter. You mentioned Dion Smith. I'm, you and I have talked about that. I know Ole Miss is really pushing for Dion. Um, I think Lane Kiffin and them really – and I think they're going to play. They're going to play all the games. They want to make a statement against LSU in a couple of weeks and, uh, and, and win that game. Um, things are in flux down there in Baton Rouge, so you never know. Kids make decisions – early on and then if things change they might want to look around a little bit so I know they're going to recruit him until the very end but um, in terms of just around the state I think that Luke Altmaier you know maybe maybe a little quote subliminal message uh, in his uh, in his tweet where he said stay in the sip um, and obviously stay in the sip and go to Ole Miss with him Uh, I mean Ole Miss is after some some pretty talented prospects in Mississippi right now Neil they're they're really going after Ty Cooper hard, McKeelan Pounders, the offensive lineman from Bahalia. They want those two. Uh, I mentioned Lewis. We talked about Buck Halter and Deion Smith. And then Elijah Sabatini, they want to get him back in the fold. He announced earlier today uh, that he is committing tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, I'm going like to tell, uh, tell you my sources, which are probably on this case not as good as yours, but, but mine tell me that he's going to commit to Ole Miss. Yeah, I think so too. I, I would, I would back you there. But I mean, quarterbacks are the are the, the the sexy position, and they're the the type of you know kids gravitate to quarterbacks. They're the natural leader on the field. Um, we talk all the time about how defensive linemen are the toughest to get because everybody needs them, so everybody wants them. Quarterbacks same way. Altmaier had some legitimate big time offers. I mean, yeah. you had everywhere Oregon. Uh, LSU, Alabama. I mean, Alabama was recruiting him real hard uh, before they uh, flipped uh, Jalen Milroe from Texas. But um, he's an Alabama kind of quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I've Cal- seen him play. He he looks and plays like an Alabama quarterback, and I mean that as a compliment. Let me throw this out to you, Neil. To me, he if you could do the like top half, bottom half comp, and Look, I'll do it because who cares? Honestly, when I watch him, when I saw him at Elite 11, and when I watch his film, the bottom half, the feet, the awareness in the pocket, being able to maneuver, move, throw off platform, a lot of Shea Patterson in there. And I know, I know people are going to laugh and, you know, oh, well, you know, he was never any good. But you can't deny the ability that Shea had to create and move around and throw guys open. Top half, a lot of Matt Corral to like. Quick release, good zip on the ball. He doesn't have the arm talent that Matt has, which not many people do. No, I was going to say. 
but he surprised me at Elite 11. He was very accurate. They, 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 Dilfer and those guys do a nice job of putting them through the rigor and they, and they make them go all around and, and throw from all different arm slots. And kids got some talent. Um, good size, 6'2, 190, 195, good build. Um, and now the, that, that comp I threw out, half of that comp is, is high praise, but, you know, it's just a comparison. Um, but I, I like this pickup. I think that Kiffin and Levy were made no bones about it. This is the guy we want in 2021. And, and they worked him and worked him and never quit re- recruiting him. And it paid off. Yeah, it absolutely paid off. Um, all right, let's talk about some of those guys in Mississippi that you just mentioned. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about, uh, we'll start with, as I think of them, uh, we, we touched on um, Tavoris Cooper. Now, the last I heard on him was yesterday. And again, your sources are probably a little better than mine. My source yeah. is just not confident that in the end they, they could pull him away from Mississippi State. That one's been back and forth. Uh, Ole Miss had a ton of momentum early in the summer, and it moved into college football season. Um, Mississippi State, though, it, it's they've dug in. He, he's probably number one on their board, if yeah. I have to guess. I've never seen their board, don't know. But um, Ty's a really good player. Um, Really, really. State does this every year, right? They pick a couple of kids in Mississippi, especially especially when things start to deteriorate. They pick a couple of kids in Mississippi and they sink their claws into them. And Mm -hmm. I think the two kids in Mississippi that they're trying to do that this year are Cooper and McIlan Pounders. Yeah, we've seen that over the years. Uh, Chris Jones, Jeffrey Simmons, Willie Gay, um, those types of guys that. They were either at one point an Ole Miss commit or a heavy Ole Miss lean all the way up till signing day, and then Mississippi State was able to to get it done. Um, yeah, Cooper is one that you know I'm hearing the same thing you're hearing. It's it's changing day to day. It's really close. Uh, Ole Miss does have three um, family members on their football team that are from Louisville that are uh, related to Cooper. So I, I don't I don't think that ever really dictates a decision a lot but that's something that they have and and I know that and you know they need defensive help ASAP and I think Cooper's a guy that can come in and and it I wouldn't start right away but no, I think he could definitely factor in a two deep because he's he's big he's physical he can really run and, and he's very versatile he could play inside and play outside I think he'd probably stand up and play a little three four linebacker if they wanted him to but um yeah that one's flipping day to day what about uh, Pounders? Pounders is an interesting one. Um, he, much like the rest of them, they're having a little fun with the recruiting process. He made it very clear long ago that he was rethinking his commitment. He, you know, if you're doing the, the Twitter watch, he took everything Mississippi State off his Twitter profile uh, probably like a month ago, maybe two months ago, and then <laughs> did, the, did the top five announcement and said that he was signing on December 16th, which if you're a Mississippi State fan, I don't think it's over for them, but it certainly gives you some concern. Yeah. If, you know, hey, this guy's supposed to be committed. Why is he releasing in the top five? Uh, you know, he did the post where, you know, hey, I'll be signing on December 16th at this time at, at, at Bahelia High School. He never said anything about signing with Mississippi State. So I think there is a lot of thinking that Pounders is going to have to do. We, we've joked about it. If you go to – if you go to Mississippi State, you're, you're going to be pass blocking a lot. And 
I've never been an offensive lineman. I don't know if you have. I'd imagine pass blocking 45 to 60 times a game is not very fun. It's not – yeah, not doing what you like to do as an offensive lineman. I've not no. ever played the position, but I would think that you, you like to road grade a little bit and get physical and get after mm-hmm. people. And All right, uh, MJ Daniels is another guy from down in George County that I know we've talked a lot about. Mm-hmm. This week I've heard a ton of Texas A&M buzz on him. Um, yeah, me too. I mean, I, I just – I don't there's, – there's, there's momentum there. It obviously sounds like the Aggies. I think so too. They're uh, they're really pushing the McKinley Jackson pipeline. You know, hey, we got your buddy, your former teammate last year. Come to College Station, play on that same defense with him, reconnect with him. Um, and look, I mean, all jokes aside, with with A and M and and the Colts and the band and the overalls, they're in talks right now to potentially backdoor spot in the college football playoff. They are nationally relevant. They've only lost one game this year. They're having a hell of a season. Jimbo and them have done a nice job. Kellamond has, has played pretty well. Uh, that's hard to beat. I mean, at the end of the day, kids typically, you know, relationships first, probably say playing time, chance to have an impact early is second. But kids like being on that stage and that national stage, national prominence, things like that. I think that that's appealing to MJ. Right now, Neil, I would say it's A&M, probably 60-40 over Mississippi State. Um, Ole Miss has lost a lot of ground, but they've also um, – they've got some other pieces. We mentioned Sabatini in the secondary, and then Markevious Brown. We've talked about him, the cornerback from IMG. But, Neil, I mean, they're not exactly pressed for secondary. The secondary class they have right now in 2021 is damn good. Oh, it's like I talked to someone last night who said, you know, look, if you're going to lose a guy that you really want, this might be the year and the position for it to be. I mean, they 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 knew early on that uh, they knew early on that secondary was going to be a critical thing for them, and um, they've addressed it. Like you, so you talked about uh, Brown. Sounds like it's down to Ole Miss and Auburn. I like where Ole Miss is there. Based mm-hmm. on what I'm what I'm hearing, we we Me talked too. about uh, Sabatini. I think it's clear that's going to be Ole Miss. It looks like they're getting defensive backfield addressed, MJ Daniels or not. Yeah, and and the key for that is you, you mentioned the importance of building that secondary class and and getting that help because we've seen it every Saturday. They're playing a lot of guys. I mean, they got Miles Battle, a former receiver, playing corner. Tyler Knight's playing safety now. I mean, they're they're they they're piecemealing it together right now in a weird season. I know it's, you know, it's 2020 has just been bizarre, but it's very, very obvious they need help. But you look at what they've built in this class already. Kendrick Breedlove, six foot one eighty. Uh Dink Jackson, linebacker safety hybrid, uh, six foot one eighty five. Tysheem Johnson, under six feet, but a hell of a player, 180 pounds. Uh, DeMarco Williams, 5'11", 185. You sense the theme I'm getting to here. They're, getting, they're, they're adding length, nice frame, guys that can run. Because, um, you know, all due respect to, to Tylen, and, and Tylen would probably laugh and, and agree, he's not SEC size. So it, whether you can make plays or not, or you can be, you know, Walmart brand Mike Hilton, that's all well and good. But you got to get dudes out there that can cover a guy like Braylon Brown that's lined up across the, across the line from you. So – 
they've made a, a they've made an emphasis on getting guys that are SEC size speed ratio frame. So let's talk defensive line, another area where God knows Ole Miss has to address it. And, and I mean, I mean, we could, you know, I mean, yeah, there's no, there's no spinning that defensive line play. I hear, uh, I know Isaiah Iton put out a top five or six or seven or something, but mm-hmm. I, a lot of, a lot of Ole Miss buzz right now. I think Ole Miss is getting him as of today. I, mean, I do too. Today's December the fourth. I guess things could change in twelve days. Not that anything ever changes in twelve days in recruiting, but uh, <laughs> it it feels like Ole Miss. It does. Um, poor, I mean, you want to talk about SEC frame? Uh, yeah, he looks. Isaiah's, Isaiah's got it. Um, you know, we, I say this a lot. Looks looks like a dude Alabama would sign. Um, mm-hmm. Big physical. He put together a fall uh, fall camp video because. Hutchison has not played. They they will play in the spring. Um, once that video got out, I mean, it was it was offers started coming left and right. Uh, Ole Miss has done a nice job recruiting him, and I just think that that emphasis they put on, hey, look, you come here, you're playing day one. And Who's the competition there? I mean, I know he put out six. He had like he had, I think Mississippi um, State and Arkansas, and I can't remember who else was on that list. Yeah, State's on there on that top five. I was actually surprised to see that. I don't think they're involved at all. It's mostly uh, Florida State. Um, Odell Haggins is doing a nice job recruiting him. Uh, a lot of Baylor. He's a he, he's from Texas. Um, and then Arkansas is in there as well. That's pretty much it. He got an offer from Maryland, and I thought that uh, you know yeah. maybe he'd he'd think about that a little bit, go up there and and play in the DMV. But right now, I'd say probably Florida State and Baylor are the biggest competition for Ole Miss but like you said I agree with you I, I think Ole Miss is is uh is in the lead and you know I'd venture to say that he's theirs to lose right now I think what Deke Adams and, and Blake Gideon has been instrumental in this recruitment as well uh being familiar with where he's from in Texas uh, I believe he's from the Houston area but um big physical edge rush guy um can kind of do it all like I said earlier with Cooper he could stand up and and maybe uh, sit in some zone and then go get a quarterback if he rolls out left or right, or uh, he can put his hand in the dirt and, and get after you. Very physical, strong, 6'4", 295. Um, that's the kind of players that Ole Miss needs right now. I know they're, they're still in on some other defensive linemen. Anybody else for this early period that you're keeping an eye on? Demarcus Smith, uh, the former Ole Miss commit uh, from Parker. Yeah, he's, he's recommitting to Ole Miss on Monday. I think so. Um, yeah. I mean, announce. We, we can do this secret thingy, but that's, that's what's going on. Well, shit, Neil, he was the secret commit. Um, yeah. He announced, he announced he's committing on Monday. Um, I talked to someone earlier, uh, actually, before we started the show, close to uh, the Mississippi State program. Um, they said they expect Ole Miss to, to get him. Um, another guy, big, long, um, Kind of in that mold, a little bit thicker, but uh, kind of like a Ryder Anderson. Very long, athletic guy, can, can get out in space and make plays. Um, State was really pushing him over the last week and a half, two weeks. And um, I think at one point, um, State had him in the bag and uh, were probably looking to add him to their 2021 class. But Ole Miss, uh, Deke Adams, Derek Nix, being from over there in Alabama, um, kind of righted the ship a little bit and um yeah i expect him to uh to join the Ole Miss class on monday so there's a we've been hinting at it this this wave of of momentum 
is starting to grow uh, almost yep. on a three-game win streak. I think players are seeing they play an exciting brand of football. Coaching staff is fun. Kids are having fun. And if you're, if you're a defensive player, there's no better place you'd rather be than Oxford because you can play. There's immediate playing time available yeah. to you. Uh, feels like we're missing – we're forgetting a wide receiver or two. We, we talked about uh, – we talked about Smith some. We talked about – did we finish well, talking we can, about Buckhalter? Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I, Buckhalter's going to sign with Ole Miss. Okay. I think uh, he's tight with Luke Altmeyer. And, you and I are not good at this drama building. We've got to get <laughs> better at the drama building. We're just not, We're not good at it. We're almost just kind of reporting what we know and leaving it at that. And we need to do – Give, give me some mystery recruits, or 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 surely there's there's a there's a, a super secret private uh, player from somewhere in the, the Scandinavian countries that is coming over. Yeah, that um, four, a four one forty and he's six seven <laughs> three oh eight. Yeah, you you misspoke earlier when you said Dion Smith. It's Devonte Smith. He's the one that's uh, he's he's going to transfer to Ole Miss. So. Big uh, news there. Um, well, we can stay in Texas, and you mentioned receiver. Um, oh, JJ. JJ Henry. Uh, I, like everybody knows, Elijah Moore, and rightly so, going to go to the NFL, having a hell of a season, uh, breaking records left and right. Yep. Um, got a website, eightisopen.com. That's pretty cool. Checked pretty, it out. Pretty nice small. job. Nice job by Ole Miss. Um, yeah, JJ is, is in that Elijah Moore mold, um, 5'10", 170. Super shifty guy, can play everywhere. Um, at, plays at McKinley North in McKinley, Texas. He he does it all, out wide, slot. He returns kicks, a little running back here and there. Um, really good route runner for a high school player. I watched some of his film last night and this morning. Uh, I was I was pretty impressed. Now, it's, you know, needs some fine-tuning. He's only 17 years old. But for a high school guy, you know, when you're that good and you're that fast, you can just kind of be better than everyone else. But – uh pretty good route runner and uh, I think he is going to you know eventually be the potential heir apparent to Elijah in the slot um I that guy's special um Elijah seeing him in person on the field that's a that's a as you like to say that's a different cat um but but JJ I think Ole Miss is is sitting in a good spot with him right now you still got Baylor you still got Texas hanging around but man you're talking about things that are in flux Austin, Texas, and the 100 acres, who knows what's going on there. So, I think they've lost a lot of ground with him. Yeah, I, I said yesterday in the thread that I, th- I think uh, I think he's coming to Ole Miss. I, I do. I think I'd go if I so had to pick, far, I'd, I'd do the same. I'd go so far as to say that's almost done, like that decision yeah. made. Um, so, I guess people want to know about timetable. We talked about Sabatini later today. Smith is on Monday. Uh, I was told earlier today there were at least a couple that were probably coming next week. I mean, Bryce Buckhalter. My guess would be him. How? What's what's kind of your anticipation for how many sign on the sixteenth? Um. So th- that are not committed, obviously. Uh, or just in general. I'd say, looking at um, well, Tysheem Johnson's gonna uh, sign early. Altmeyer. Okay, I realized we left one out that we need to touch on. What's okay. the latest on Talik Robbins? Uh, yeah, so I, I just got off with Adam Friedman, who's the East Coast analyst for Rivals. Um, 
He said he doesn't really know. I don't think that's a bad thing for Ole Miss. I think it's just Talik is – I think everything kind of happened really fast, and he wanted to take a step back and just relax and wait till the 16th. I still think it's it's Ole Miss. Um, and now he's another guy. Didn't get to play his senior year. So that obviously affected his ranking. Um, and, look, the rankings don't really matter this year anyway. But um, another immediate impact, defensive tackle. Um, we've talked about Smith and, and Iton. I think Iton's actually listed as a tackle on rivals, but I think he can do both. Robbins is that, that beef you need in the middle. Um, big guy, 6'2", 6'3", pushing 300. I think Ole Miss is still there. Uh, A&M, I don't know. I wouldn't say they passed. They've got a little bit bigger fish. They got some lines that are a little bit deeper out there uh, that they're going after some other guys, Shamar Turner, Taiwan Malone, uh, Tommy Satalele. Uh, so I, I like Ole Miss's chances for uh, Talik Robbins. He will be signing early. Um, we pretty much touched on uh, most of the guys that are going to sign early. I think John Lewis has decided to sign early. Yeah. Um, that's, that's big. I think Ole Miss uh, wants to get that done. I think they lead right now for him, get him signed, get him on campus because guy that blew up his senior year, but you know they want to get their hands on him, get him in a weight room, see what they've got to work with. Um, yeah, most of the Mississippi guys are, are signing early. So, Ty Cooper, Buck Halter, um, and I actually don't know about Deion Smith. I don't know if he signs early or not. I believe he does. Um, I think Smith does. Which could bode well for Ole Miss, you know, kind of flavor of the month right now. People, you know, most exciting team in the country. Maybe he kind of rides that wave that we're talking about with momentum and, and you know, Ole Miss is desperately trying to flip him. Um very, very, very good receiver. We haven't talked much about him because he's been committed to LSU so long. But, I mean, you add Deion Smith and Buck Halter along with Braylon Brown. That's well, reloading. Look, when, when you see decommitments this late in the deal, and, again, my best of luck to all those guys, when uh -huh. you see that, there's usually a reason for it. it it's, it's one of two things. Either the program is imploding – or the staff is making room for other guys, encouraging guys to, hey, explore your other options. Um, you know, if we can help you, whatever. Yeah. This staff, this, this program right now is certainly not imploding. We've seen imploding Ole Miss, and this is not imploding Ole yeah. Miss. This is, this is the opposite of that. So clearly things are moving in the right direction for a bunch of guys, and you don't, try to say this diplomatically, you, you, you don't accept a decommitment without a fight unless you know you've got something that you think is better on the horizon. Is that a yeah. fair way to say it? Because I don't want to – I, I, I'm not comfortable put, uh, denigrating 17-year-olds on their – or 8-year-olds well, on their athletic, athletic ability. Well, we've talked about it before, Neil. This staff is not just taking guys to take guys. So yeah. it wasn't like – Drew Donnelly and Devin Lee and Cam Brady just forgot how to play football. Right. That It's not – this isn't some, oh, well, you know, they, they suck now. We, we got to get rid of them. We, we got to cut, cut bait with them. No, like th there's a plan. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's saying that they can't play. I mean, all those guys got plenty of offers. I mean, Devin Lee's probably going to go to Virginia Tech, and then the other two receivers, they'll find a home because they can play. So, right, yeah, it's I nothing like that. Last thing, uh, you mentioned Taiwan Malone. Uh, let's just a quick update on him. 
I find it interesting all the different schools that think they they lead, they lead, they lead. It's down to these two, et cetera. And there's enough differential that makes me wonder, wow, who is who is really in this? I mean, I've thought for the longest time it was Ole Miss, A&M, and Tennessee, probably in that order. And yeah. I think I still do. But it's funny how, like, Florida State thinks they're in it. And, um, you know, people – in try not to rip people in the network, but there are, there are sites in the network that are more homerish than others that never concede a recruit until the recruit, you know, yeah. And so that, yeah, that happens a little. I mean, I, I just, I have felt a confidence kind of uh, not, not an arrogance, not a, not that it's in the bag or anything like that, but that Ole Miss mm-hmm. probably wouldn't trade position with anyone else. And, but it's interesting to see how many people at other that cover other schools are like, no, I, I don't know where you're getting that. The one thing that's been kind of interesting to me is the Tennessee being a factor. And I'm not saying they're not a factor. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt's a hell of a recruiter. The one thing I never understood was when, uh, yeah, uh, people kept bringing up baseball with Tennessee. And baseball's Tennessee's not on that level with Ole Miss and A&M. Like, maybe they will be eventually, but they're not. Taiwan is very serious about baseball. We've said this plenty of times on the show. We've said it on the board. The kid is – it's not a, a side hustle. Like, he is very, very serious. So, I think it's Ole Miss and A&M right now. I think Ole Miss is in the lead. He's visited Oxford. He's been able to come to Oxford to see the campus. This was pre-pandemic. So, he was able to meet with coaches. Um, he's talked with Jerry Neely. He's talked with John Rice Pumley. He's – it's a tangible thing that he's been able to see – that Ole Miss is allowing guys to to play both sports and to have the freedom to do both. Because a lot of – you know, there's probably some staffs out there that will say, yeah, man, you can play both. Like, oh, you want to play football and basketball? Football and baseball? Yeah, come on. No. And then they get there, and it's like, no, 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 no. We, we need you here from 8 to 2. Well, I got baseball practice at 10. Well, you know, tough shit. You can't do it. But I, I talked with Adam earlier today, Adam Friedman, the, the East Coast analyst for Rivals. He's echoing what we're saying. He thinks Ole Miss has is, is got a lead right now. A&M and Tennessee are in there. Uh, he mentioned it, and I've said it before. I'm, I'm curious to see how it affects Tennessee's standing. You know, they, they fired Baumgartner in the middle of the season, uh, the defensive line coach. So who are they going to hire to replace him? And then you talk about programs that are, you know, in flux, maybe uh, imploding. Uh, Tennessee's on the verge. So what's going to be going on in Knoxville? in February when he looks to sign. So I think it's Ole Miss out front and, and Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies are nipping at their heels. I like Ole Miss's chances here because Carl Afferty, Mike Bianco, Mike Clement have done a fantastic job recruiting him. Chris Partridge, obviously the heavy hitter on the staff. He's been on him for quite some time. And look, I mean, we've, we've said it over and over and over. Taiwan's a guy, legitimate rivals 100 dude that can come in, play right away. Yeah, he's a day one impact guy. So probably going to have to wait your turn in College Station. Probably going to have to wait a little bit in Knoxville. Ole Miss, you can come be the guy. All right, we'll wrap it up there. I know you got a, a game to officiate. Hope it goes well. It's going to be cold out there, so you know, bundle up, Zach. Take your hand warmers. Keep my head on a swivel. Sorry about that. I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw that clip of that official in Texas, but. 
gotta be gotta be I, weary of players coming off the sideline. Yeah, you do. You gotta be aware. He, his his awareness was not good. All right, we'll <laughs> stop there again. Uh, we'll we'll come back with something a little uh, lengthier uh, next week. But we were a little crushed for time today, so uh, it is what it is. So thanks to um, thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to you, Zach, for your time. Thanks to people at Dead Soxy. Don't forget deadsoxy.com. Uh, it's Holiday Pro is the uh, promo code. Holiday Pro, one word, at deadsoxy.com. So until next week, for Zach Barry, I'm Neil McCready. Take care.